0: and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Talk. I'm excited about today's session. As you know, I'd love to explore possibilities and um, different perspectives and angles on what it is to live an authentic life. My guest today is someone that, uh, who has inspired me over the years. I first had the chance to meet him maybe 18 years ago now hmm. when I was uh, doing, I uh, don't know if you'll remember, but I was doing a, a project, maybe 20 years ago, I was doing a project for the University of Santa Monica uh, on authentic masculinity. And hmm. um, I had the privilege of, of being invited to to his house in just by Yosemite and spending some time with him, it was really.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, yes, I remember.
0: Uh, inspiring for me as a as a as a young man, and uh, really stuck with me. And so, uh, if you don't know of him, he's uh, the author of many books: The Mandala of Being, uh, The Second Miracle, uh, the book I first read, The Back, The Black Butterfly, An Invitation to Radical Aliveness. Welcome to Soul Talk, Richard Moss. Thank you, Kut. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know that time uh, really stuck with me, Richard. Um, I just want you to know the difference that it really made for me as a young man at that moment in my life. Uh, I'll never forget one of the things you said to me was you took me out uh, for a walk behind your house, and you said, "Look, like feel these trees, you know, and and put your hand on the tree and feel the energy of this tree. It's alive." And at that at that moment, I'd never like sat and just felt a tree. And it really opened up um, a lot for me. And, and, and your presence, more than anything, um, at that stage, your presence of just real authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, more than any, I mean, you said ama- some amazing things about your journey as a man, but just your authentic presence as a as a man, uh, as a human, really that imprinted in my consciousness that day. And so uh yeah, I just what I just wanted you to know starting the conversation that you've you blessed my life. And uh Thank you. it's a real Thank pleasure. You. Um I, I would I would love to just get your perspective on the world is going through, seems to be going through a lot right now. We seem to be going through a lot as a humanity the last few years. Um, for those that are challenged with the times that we're going through, those that might feel anxiety, um, some sense of helplessness, maybe even feeling a bit um, traumatized by the last few years, I would love to hear your perspective on helping us navigate, making sense of, like, what the hell is going on? Like, what is happening? Everything seems to be... Firing at once, you know, pandemics, (laughs) COVID, pop the political climate, wars on the planet. Um, Can you guide us a bit?
1: Maybe, maybe. First of all, if you weren't anxious, if you weren't distressed by the increasing polarization, the inability for people to actually listen to each other, um then then there's something would be wrong with you uh, to to indulge collapse into anxiety or negativity that's not helpful but to
2: to to be concerned and to feel disturbed um well that's your intelligence registering something and from my point of view
1: it it's a an acceleration of something that's always been the basic problem for human beings. Um, and there's a short answer and a long answer. If, if human beings, if we as a species don't survive, it's going to be, be because we identified with our thinking. We weren't able to have awareness of our thinking. And therefore, if I identify with my thinking, well, what's the ground in which my beliefs and ideas and judgments arise? If if the ground is like when I brought you to the tree and I said, this is alive, I, I, to, the natural order, the coherence of nature, and the coherence of what I would call the coherence of love, you know, if you don't have a ground in those places and the currents of love includes you know transactional love romantic love but it's so far beyond that it's the very it, it's the very fabric of the universe if you will uh it's the intelligence of the universe um and out of that we we have this natural order life on earth you know and and the greater natural order the the, the galaxies the planets the stars all of these things in in breathtakingly, marvelous, astonishing relatedness. But when you don't have a ground in that, and you believe that you have a right to what you think and that the right to what you think is truer than the ground in which your thinking comes from. If your thinking comes from fear as a ground, then everything you think is going to be a strategy for your achievement your control, right? And fear tends to like to be tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we have algorithms in social media that allow every person with a particular kind of anger or venom or fear to find others that think that way. And, and, and the only aliveness there is the activation of the emotions themselves because of the thoughts and there's no ground in emotion, you know, anger, resentment, bitterness. That's just divisive. There's no ground in that. You, 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 you. So if you identify with your thoughts, you don't have a ground in consciousness. You don't have a ground in awareness. You don't have a ground in love, because thinking is a derivative, secondary capacity. It's a representational capacity of consciousness. Now, feeling. I think people who feel afraid. You know, they don't know how to have a direct relationship to feeling. So, in addition to our identification with our thinking, instead of awareness that my thinking is dividing me or my thinking is making me angry, not a person, a person doesn't make me angry. My reaction to that person, my judgments, my thoughts, they make me angry. They make me resentful. They make me bitter. And if that gets too intense and too strong, and if I have enough people to join with me, then there is a mob. And then a mob is a fundamental irrationality with no ground at all. Mm. Its only ground is its own self-existent emotional storm. Its noise, its costume, I think immediately the January 6th assault on the Capitol. I mean, people were defecating in the Capitol and smearing it on. I mean, what kind of consciousness is that? I mean, mm-hmm. how does that solve a problem? No matter how angry you are or disillusioned you are, this is meaningless. So what we have to be able to do is, 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 is find a ground in which there is some kind of sanity. To me, the ground is love. But don't ask me what love is, because everybody knows. And if you start to intellectualize about it, you, you're going to get lost. There is a coherence of love you know when you have a thought that divides you from a person you want to get closer to but the thought divides you and then you look out at a divided world and you think you know or you have a thought about yourself that divides you i'm not good enough mm-hmm. I, i'm not lovable and if you have awareness of that thought then you know it's just a thought if you don't have awareness of that thought if you're identified then then you have to prove that you're lovable or 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 you spiral into self-criticism, to the point of self-destruction. And so what we see in the world is the mental processes running wild without a ground in in awareness. We we don't have the ability to touch with awareness, with a, a loving attention, fear, grief, loneliness, I mean, nothing changed in COVID except sensations and circumstances. Okay. So, but did you, if if you're the victim of circumstances, then everything changed. Mm. If you're the victim, if you're identified with the patterns of interaction, you were living before COVID, then there's change. But if you are a conscious or an awake person, and I don't mean awake in the woke notion, which is craziness, Mm. you know, because basically, people are woke to beliefs that have no ground. Mm-hmm. You, you're, yes, you have the right to think anything you want, but don't believe that what you think is true. Mm-hmm. You know, you can decide that water is poison and you'll never touch it again, and you can absolutely believe it, and you'll be dead in a few days. Mm-hmm. Good. So the proof of the truth of your belief was your own demise or your own suffering. Suffering is the proof of wrong thinking. Right. Mm-hmm. Suffering is a proof of wrong relationship to your feelings, your sensations, and to your own thinking. So there is pain. The body has pain, but there doesn't have to be suffering. There is terrible loss. But if you understand that that's a sensation, and that you can touch a sensation, and you can learn to touch a sensation, until the part of you that touches is freed... you, you don't conquer fear, right? Fear is your teacher. Mm-hmm. And when fear goes away, it's because some aspect of you went away, not a went away into drugs, not went away into booze, not went away into busyness, not went, to, went away into workaholism. You, you, some structure that wasn't really essentially you, it went away and then the fear goes away. Right? If mm-hmm. fear comes back, then it means there's another level of self-identification that's not truly you. And now, again, you have the opportunity for fear to be your teacher. And fear is love's ally. It's not the thing that gets between us and love. Mm-hmm. It's what makes our love fundamental and grounded and deep. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you meet fear in a relationship and you meet it with honesty and integrity and openness then that process of communicating with honesty and openness and some transparency and vulnerability will bring you, bring you into deeper love. Fear will have been the ally, fear of loss of yourself in a relationship, fear of not being trusted, fear of not being loved, fear of the fear of yourself that you can't even honor your own commitments. I mean, the, that's the deepest fear we should have is, I think you understand everything I'm saying, Coot. What do you yes. tell people? What do you, what do you tell
0: people? Can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Just for, just for clarification. Because um, everything you said, I've over like 17 questions I wanted to clarify. So, so um, how
2: would we know that we are wrong
0: thinking? If if if, if, you know if like if I'm listening to this and I'm going well, uh, but I don't know I'm wrong thinking. I think that my thinking is correct because that's all I know. That's what I believe. How do I know that I'm wrong thinking when I'm wrong thinking?
2: Well, the philosophers have tried to answer that. I'm I've been having fun recently
1: rereading just just to see how it, Kant's critique of pure reason. In other words, philosophers have tried to, to get to the basis of wrong thinking. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so but, you know, I don't know how to answer this question for you, except that the further you, the further you are from your feelings, the less you are in your body. Your body emerged out of nature, out of the natural order. The natural order is coherent right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you think love is, divine love, it, that's a coherence. If your thinking creates incoherence, if your thinking creates division, if your thinking creates bitterness, if your thinking creates resentment, if your thinking creates anger, if, if, your, if, if your feelings throw you back into self-involvement, self-protection, if you're living a strategy, a strategy to, to be safe from others. Then you know your thinking is wrong. Okay. Basically, if you're protecting yourself from fear with beliefs, your those beliefs are have no true ground. You, your thinking has to somehow, somehow take you to a moral ground, the moral ground that is love itself. I mean, Jesus was a God changer. You know, he was a Hebrew. Um, the Ten Commandments the, the, were, were about, I am a jealous God. You have to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, You know, and Jesus says, no, maybe God is love. Maybe you have to love one another. Maybe that's the first commandment. Okay. Oh, it's so hard to live. What that means is, if I have a thought that's dividing my heart, you know, that thought must be fundamentally wrong. Do I want to go down the path of dividing myself from the possibility of love in this moment with a thought? What well, you do, if you're, if, you're, if you're in the political spectrum and you're over on whatever you want to call it, the radical left, you know, defending every belief and everything anyone thinks is their right to it, that's crazy. As I said, if you want to believe water's poison, you're dead soon. And if Mm. you want to believe you can live without food, the vast majority of of us are gone in a few weeks or months. So there's a coherence to nature. And Mm -hmm. you have to slow down enough. Mm. You have to spend enough time with yourself. You have to sit and watch the seasons change. Look out at the ocean. You, you need quietness mm-hmm. in, order, in order to get to that ground inside yourself. And the ground isn't a place. It's a place you relate from. It, it's a touch. If If you have fear and you push it away, then your life will be controlled by fear. Mm-hmm. If you have fear and you turn toward it and you get softer and more relaxed, more compassionate, more gentle, right, suddenly the you that resists fear dissolves and the fear dissolves along with it mm-hmm. and then you know that you're 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 turning toward feeling in in a in a in a in a true way in, in the only real way you're turning toward fear in the only way where fear is going to be your teacher and is going to take you deeper into love so if a person says but i have a right to believe this i say okay but look for contradictions, right? Because false beliefs always have contradictions and true beliefs do not. How tall are you, Kut?
0: Five, ten,
1: ten and a half. Whatever. So five, ten. You can't say I'm not five, Uh ten.
0: You see what I mean?
1: But if Uh you say I'm not good enough, right? Mm. I can say it would be just as true for you to say you are good enough. Okay? If you say he is a fascist, I would say that kind of, you know, sure. I would say maybe he's not just a fascist. Maybe he's something. I would take every permutation of a thought until I understand the consequences of a thought. This is what I teach in the Mandala of Being, in the book Inside Out Healing. So if people are asking, you know, if if if, if your spiritual hero is Jesus, then basically you're here to love fear, love doubt, love loneliness. That is, touch it gently. What do you touch with? You, you touch with your attention, right? You're giving me your attention. I'm giving you my attention. You're listening to me attentively. I'm listening to what I'm saying attentively, Okay if you and I start down a path of division, do you want to go there? Why don't you? Mm. I mean, I'm watching your, your face. I don't think you want to go there. Yeah. And I, and I know you want to help the audience understand me, but they have to feel me. Right. I, I am the coherence of that, which I'm speaking because I chose a long, long time ago that if a thought in my mind divided me from someone I would let that thought go so that I could actually be deeper in myself and be present with another more openly with with greater unknowing so that I could be affected by the other in the Mm -hmm. same way that nature can affect us.
0: Can can we we clarify something in that just just to, I don't know, I guess make it granular maybe. Like, So let's say someone is in a situation. And hmm, they're disrespected, or they feel disrespected. Someone says something, they feel disrespected. They have the thought. This person is disrespecting them. Uh, and that thought of seems to create <laughs> some separation from that person. Uh, wh- what do we do? Like are you, do we just drop that thought? How, how do we navigate that when? for all intents, it really does appear that that person maybe said something and, and, and that was, you know, not respectful. And I feel disrespected. They're disrespecting me. It's the thought that I'm holding in my mind based on what appears to be... Uh, but
1: what's the context in which they're
0: disrespecting me? Uh, let, let, let's say that um, my friend is upset about something i have no idea and and we're having a conversation and they just yeah they 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 just have a comment that's a bit flippant or it, it, it seems disrespectful or maybe i'm in the grocery store and some somebody is so, just so you, so you have to react <laughs> i guess well, you can put it like that
1: what does it mean to turn the other cheek what does it mean to love the enemy yeah. i'm not you, it, it, you have to spend time with those ideas. You have to mm. contemplate them down into your bones. It doesn't make you a Christian. It it makes you a person taking profound ideas, or profound messages, and and seeing whether you can live with them. Um, I just had a men's group here, and one of the men was thinking. He lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. He's thinking about getting an arsenal in his house because of. of and I just thought, really, OK, now, mm-hmm. I live in the country here in North Carolina and guns go off all the time. Bam, 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 bam. And occasionally it's a, a big rifle and occasionally it's some sort of semi-automatic weapon. Sometimes, And it's all the time. And what am I going to do? You know, if people are that crazed in their beliefs, if they are that afraid that they mm-hmm. want to harm another person, what am I going to do about it? Kill them? Kill them? I'm going to enter it? Mm. I'm not. Nobody has power over me if I'm willing to lay down my life. You know? So what does that mean to lay down? No greater love has a man for his brother than that he would lay down his life. Okay. Well, they didn't have hand grenades in those days, but you know, so you you know, in the heat of heat of a battle in the flow of the moment, you might throw yourself on a hand grenade. Not thinking I'm going to die to save my brothers, just doing it. And you will have saved them. And it would have been an act of love. Mm. But I think the more profound act of love, if your friend is disrespecting you, is to not disrespect the possibility of love in that moment. Mm. Through the quality that's in your eyes as you listen to that person who's angry, or listen to that person who has other things happening all day long that's distressed him or her, right? That had a parent. That they grew up with that didn't respect them very much, you know. Mm. That had a setback that day, or many setbacks over the weeks and months. If you don't spend enough time quietly in yourself to have a ground in yourself, you cannot have compassion for someone else. And wouldn't you be disrespecting yourself if you give an eye for an eye and a blow for a blow? You know, why do you have to react? You know, wh- okay, hmm. what what self would you uh-huh. be? Standing up for it would be a form of identity, right? right? Would it be your identity resting in love, your identity as an expression of love, as an embodiment of love, or would it be an identity of my separateness, my specialness, my self importance? You know, so why would I want anyone to respect an unrespectable part of myself, such a small part of myself that could believe that I could be disrespected? Do you understand what I'm saying? I, you, why would you give someone the power to disrespect you? Where is your own sense of dignity? Mm. Where is your own sense that that person may have no control over what they're saying? That there may not be a personal thing about what they're doing, and I don't have to take it personally. If their reaction, if their anger is con, is conditioned by their the life experience or that bad day or a bad night. Or, or an infection or pain that you don't know they have, or, 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 or. Hmm. If, you're not, if you don't have enough time in your day to have a ground in yourself, then you're going to stand back up and say, Well, you can't talk to me like that. Of course, hmm. he can talk to you like that, or she can talk to you like that, because that, their way of talking is poisoning them. Your reaction to it, is going to poison you or not? Every time you think he doesn't love me, you're the one that's poisoned. Every time you think he disrespected me, you're the one that's poisoned. Just ask yourselves how happy they were the moment before. When you were just sitting in being, and then now he disrespected me, you, you think your body is going to last longer in that? Mm-hmm. If, you think if human beings keep doing this, there's a prayer for us now with 8 billion, you know, mm-hmm. Some of you know, the scientific projections are we're going to stabilize it around 11 billion people sometime around 20 uh, 2, 2100, 2125. Wow. And, and if this world can survive the kind of information that's going around all the time, polarizing people into emotion, you know, get the heck off of Facebook. Throw away Twitter because you cannot have a real relationship. You're just giving representations of yourself. Mm. And you're seeing so many people represent it, themselves. And, and, and how can that be authentic? A, a selfie photo. Mm-hmm. How could that ever be authentic? The only thing authentic about it is that it's a photograph that you took of yourself in some place. Mm-hmm. But what were you feeling underneath that? Were you so busy thinking about how you're going to do your selfie that you don't even really see where you are? I mean, mm-hmm. I see it all the time. I travel, I, I see all the people taking selfies in front of Notre Dame in Paris, you know, or, or a gazillion other places. Yeah. So what? Was, was it a happy person inside that self? Was it an angry person inside that self? Was it a lonely person inside that self? Will you ever be honest about it? Mm. No. I, don't you give your power away? Mm. And, and the thing with teachers is we mustn't give our power away to the, our charisma. You know, we mustn't give a...
0: Can you speak about that?
1: Well, sure. Charisma is a t- way of ex- exciting other people's egos. But transmission is a way of ex- exciting someone's soul. Mm. And the soul is coherent. The soul the soul will take you into coherence. Um, I don't think your ego got excited by meeting me 20 years ago. Uh-huh. You know, and... Yeah. So if you use emotional arousal to arouse other people's emotions, that in and of itself needs moments of deep silence and stillness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you must know, mm-hmm. because you're talking to so many people, the part of you that doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know? That you're calling people to understand the very thing you yourself are practicing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so there's humility if you're going, you, there are allies. You need clarity when facing fear. You need to know this fear is coming because my mind is in the future. This fear is coming because I don't know how to trust. Mm. That's clarity. Then even deeper clarity. This fear is a sensation. If I touch a sensation softly, like a like a horse whisperer, can go to a horse and calm a horse. You know, or a really upset animal, like a dog. There are some people that can just, with their voice, with the quality of their presence, but the, do- the dog gets calm. Well, you, you know, you want to be, you, Coot, a heart whisperer, a soul whisperer. Hmm. You want a person to come into their soul, into their heart, and then and then to choose not to abandon their heart because someone disrespects them, because someone uses a label, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody objectifies you. Well, that's the biggest mistake, that's the fundamental mistake of all human beings. We we turn ourselves into objects. Mm-hmm. Now I have to defend that object. But you're not an object. You're mm-hmm. an awareness of yourself. Yes. You are consciousness. You are spirit. Mm-hmm. You know? and. We have to slow down to know that. We can't be bombarded with so much information. We can't be b- bombarded with so much in, uh, opinion. You know, hmm. I st- just turned the news on today. It was, it was, we were coming back from a walk, my wife and I and our dog, Maggie. And they, they were talking about, oh, the, this election is going to go this way or that. And it was all about fear. Yes. And 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 a few a month or two ago, it was all about hope. Let's give people hope that it can go this way. Now we'll give them fear that it won't go that way. <laughs> so you know, hope and fear co-create each other. That kind of hope and and fear, mm. um, and it's so tiring. Yes, you know? it's so tiring. Mm. If we destroy the democratic experiment of the United States of America, it won't be the first time. The next time democracy rises up, if there's a next time for human beings, yeah. maybe it'll be deeper, more enduring. Maybe it'll have a foundation of, of greater self-awareness. You know, but when when we teach people to develop their minds in school, you know it, it, I find it, you know, we talk about STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Actually, it should be SMET because. Science needs a language. Mathematics is that language. Engineering needs methodology. Mathematics is that. And then technology is the final result. But so what? What's the the science of the heart? Mm. What's the mathematics of presence? Is it about luring people into mobs? Or luring people into... And this living presence, heartfelt mm-hmm. presence. Have you ever noticed when there's a, a field that you've created, Kut, with a group of people, they, they get quieter? Yes. Right Now, you could dance to it, but, but when you stop dancing, there would be a coherence, there would be a living presence. Now, compare that to a political mob. Compare mm. that to a, a group of people that have been, that it that, to all the mobbing that has happened, because of the cumulative pressure of injustice, not the mm-hmm. cumulative pressure of grievance. Mm-hmm. No. But if you're going to join the mob, then you've just abandoned your soul. Right? You can't. And if you're not going to join the mob, then maybe you're going to be killed. You have to be able to lay down your life, right? but not your dignity, not your ground in love. Mm-hmm. That, if, if someone can take that away from you, that's the kind of person you want to spar with. You know, be, You know, it, to me, if I fall into a hole of darkness, I go, there's some form of self-identification here. There's some form of specialness here that I haven't looked deep enough into. There's mm. some way of fighting against uncertainty that I have not yet relaxed through.
2: Mm.
1: You know, well, there are certain, certain certainties. We're going to die. Mm.
2: You
1: know, the question is, are you going to die now? Are you going to lay down your identity, your life, your identity now for the possibility of the coherence of love
2: at that moment that that person disrespected you? Mm-hmm. No, or
1: are you going to pick up your identity and fight back? And you're going to have this identity fighting that identity. And every night you go to bed and all those identities are gone. Mm-hmm. You wake up in the morning, you put them back on in an instant. How did you get it in the first place? Well, your mother had identity. Your father had identity. They had a relationship. You know, there are those few examples of human beings that were raised by goats, Mm. or, you know, supposedly protected enough by wolves, you know, (laughs) through certain stages, and by monkeys, and and some of these are well-documented enough. Most of them are apocryphal and, you know, but... And then these these human beings, these young people, when restored back, they don't. They can't share a meal with someone. They don't socialize. They don't learn to speak. They hardly learn to walk on on, on hind you know, legs, mm-hmm. standing up. And well, what if your mother and father were filled with love? What if the love of love was the very path that your father lived with your mother and your mother lived with your father? What if there was no way they would ever divide themselves through a judgment of each other for very long in a way that damaged love? And what if they looked at you and realized that you are an absolutely original being and that whatever they think your life is about or they want for you,
2: they have to want your beingness to find its way. How do they support that? Right? Mm. Now, how would you grow up? Yeah. You,
1: know, yeah you you would stand up in love you would stand up in a in a sense of safety and security deep inside yourself that would not be easily threatened by some politician mm. or an invading army
0: mm. Mm. yeah cuz i was i was going to ask like so so when a seeming injustice happens from from this place
2: how do we respond
0: you know, how do we? What do we do? How do we resp- respond? Does it mean we don't fight? Does it mean we don't defend the child or the the, the nation or like? How how how, how does one respond? Um, you have to decide.
1: Mm-hmm. There's no formula. At this point in my life, yes. how would I respond? I would turn the other cheek, if you will, you know.
0: I so so, so well. let, let me ask a, a personal. At this point in my life. Let me ask, that, and, and this, I don't want to make this hypothetical, but you live in North Carolina with your wife. Somebody comes into your house with a gun. They can have anything they want. Point it at your wife.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not you, but at your wife. What do you do?
2: Well, do, we, do we, we've talked about it.
0: <laughs> okay. Tell mm-hmm. me, because now like, I, I want to like...
1: Ha- well, the, ha- the, 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 you know, you, you can try to rehearse these things in your yes, mind. Yes, yes. Um, I'd probably try to put myself between the gun and my wife. hmm I don't know. Mm. I know. What I do know is that I'm 13 years older than she is. Mm. I'm likely to die before she is. I'm 75, almost 76. I started consciously dying a long time ago. Mm. I, I don't want to hold on to a Richard that resists reality, that resists the possibility of love in a moment. So, yes, somebody could be crazed. Somebody could be out of their mind with grievance. Um, and the only thing I could possibly do is to, to not close my heart, Mm. which means they have the power to destroy or kill. That's the easiest power in the world to use. It's easy to burn a neighborhood down, build it. That's not so easy. It's easy to kill, create life. Nobody knows
2: how to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. um, If you want peace on earth,
1: then you you have to have made your peace with with your death, with dying, with fear, with grief, right? Mm. You're asking profoundly difficult things. I hear the guns all the time. I know that in some ways this might be a very safe place to be because if you break into someone's house there's a very strong likelihood that an AK47 is going to be shooting at you or or an M15 or some other or you know a, a pump action or a semi-automatic shotgun or you know a semi-automatic pistol and and and, and will you be safe mm mm-hmm. No, you won't be safe, because safety is a relationship to fear. And until you have that relationship with fear, you will never be safe. Someone can always make you afraid. Something can always make you afraid. But fear is a sensation. Fear is a great teacher. The question is, are you a student? If you're not willing to lay your life down, you will be afraid. And so be afraid, but lay your life down. Mm. Well, people think that's crazy. Mm. But but that that is ultimately, I mean, I never knew we would get into this kind of conversation, but in this in the scheme of what's going on in our world now, right? What would have happened if I, I mean there's enormous antecedent things that are going on in Ukraine, you know, and there are many, many people that are far more superior in their intellect than I am. That think about it in a gazillion different ways. But what if, what's his name, the leader of 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 Ukraine, mm-hmm.
0: um, what if he had,
1: what if he had said to all of his soldiers, "Put your weapons down. Come meet me in Kiev. Come meet me in 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 this big. We're going to sit down. And we're going to fast. We're going to yeah. fast unto death." Um, you know, if necessary, we're not going to take up arms against these people. Sort like Gandhi did, but Gandhi did it all by himself, um, and in a different culture, in a different context. But how many people would have? I mean, a few Americans, a few other people with a military background went over there to fight. But how many people from all over the world would have streamed to Ukraine to join a fast? Mm. And would would they have all died? And if no one in the world lifted their hand to protect them, but these people voluntarily stood there, sat down and fasted, if necessary unto death, or the, the soldiers come in, if you did this with, with Hitler's Nazi soldiers, you would just have been mowed down. You'd have just been thrown into a,
2: a grave. Or, you know. but, but what would have happened in the world? I mean, fighting back—big deal. Fighting back with
1: ever-sophisticated me- weapons—ooh, that's scary. Right? Fighting back with uh, tactical nuclear weapons—ooh. Fighting back in such a way that you destroy the soil, you destroy the food—you, you know, you, 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 you put restrictions on, on you know, sanctions on the the Russians that cause them to just do something different. I mean, 30% 30 of of their GDP is from, you know, fossil fuel sales or even more, you know. And, And remember, the Russians produced Solzhenitsyn and Dostoevsky and Tolstoy. Don't think for a moment anywhere in the world that people are less capable of thinking about freedom, thinking about values, thinking about meaning, Thinking about social order. And not only today, everywhere on the planet, mm. can human beings do that. But a thousand years ago and 10,000 years ago, we weren't some little primitives running around. We had very simple technologies. But this brain that you and I have, 120,000 years at least, identical, maybe 200,000 years. We thought of everything that's ever been thought of, but we didn't have the science the technology the mathematics you know that we have now and we didn't have the ability to spread stupidity at mm-hmm. lightning speed all through the world mm. and to polarize like that you know we had native american philosophers from uh, the northeast part of the, the iroquois nation and other nations going to France and giving a critique of the, of Europeans and the French that had come into the country in a way that influenced the, the, the French philosophers and thinkers, mm. you know? So why do we think the Russians are so, so awful? You know, why do we think that they don't love each other or love their children or love love or want some form of social freedom? You know, why do we think that we're so sane? You
2: know? Yeah. If you don't have the ability for a ground
1: that is, let's say, transcendental, moral, love itself, then you're going to just be a victim of this person's scream of this and this person's shout of that and this person's indignation about this. And, you know, and there is injustice. People are cruel to each other. Let's face it, there is racism. There has been, there is, there will be, there is. Mm. prejudice, there is. We define ourselves by being different than others, but we need to start defining ourselves by how much we're similar. You know? And so, Kut, you know, you're trying to do it your way. I've been doing it my way. The most important thing is that every time you make peace with something inside of yourself, then the transmission, not not the charisma, the transmission, has less and less hindering it. Mm. And and the transmission of joy, the transmission of of the joyousness, the the beauty of love, wouldn't that be a wonderful transmission,
2: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. So, mm. how does I? I was just saying, my wife and I found each other not by
1: falling in love. But a lot, it's not a long story, but it's not a necessary story now but we realized that we we had found a person that we who we that we could have a relationship that would lift us to god or lift us to love that we could love love with one another not that richard loves catherine or catherine loves richard but richard can love love with catherine and catherine can love love with richard therefore richard me i will never give any energy to a thought in my mind that divides me from catherine but if i have questions if I see things that I want to know about, then I carefully listen, how would a relationship lifting us to God or lifting us to love want me to engage Catherine in a conversation about what I see?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. If we want the coherence of, mm-hmm. of a global social order that works for everyone, right? then how do we talk to each other? How do we listen to each other? You know? If we're just going to keep dividing and then try to create some technology that we can fly off to another planet with. I mean, the nonsense of those thoughts. I mean, the, um, the notion that technology is going to save the world, it's, technology can help. you know, And AI might be able to make us smarter as, as humans, or at least be able to give us a very quick understanding of some of the philosophic foundations that we haven't had time to learn, or, or the
2: chemical, physiological, if, but I, I don't
1: know. We well, live in a miraculous time, but if yes. if we if we don't if we don't create a, a this we're not talking about religion here. We're talking about we're not talking about faith in the sense of a belief system that you must adhere to. We're talking about a relationship. Mm. What do you have? You have thoughts. So become aware of your thoughts and see if they divide you from love, right? You have mm-hmm. a reaction because someone disrespected you. But five minutes later, you can put your arms down and say, this isn't what I want to live with you. This is not what I want to have inside myself, right? So then maybe the next time it's one minute late after. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next time it's five seconds after. And maybe, maybe you just don't. You go, if this person can disrespect me, that's not an essential me. It can't be. It's just Mm. some form of identification. Mm. You know, if I have awareness of all my forms of identification, racial, gender,
2: you know, Mm. national, political, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, Mm. I'm I'm aware that I might
1: prefer... Some of the messages of the Democrats, I'm aware I might prefer some of the messages of the Republicans, but to become this, to riot, to to go to a sporting arena and be, this is my team and this is my team, and then have riots. Mm. Whoa.
2: Mm -hmm. And we have minds, but it's almost as if we've been given
1: minds before we were ready to use them. And, and you, you know, there's nothing that a computer can do that produces the heartful part of a human being.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not yet. Not really. not Maybe not ever. Um, it can imitate heartfulness. It can imitate affection. You know, But the algorithm, if it's set to, to bring as many people together under any circumstances, isn't going to care whether that's a message of hate a message of stupidity, a message of science denial,
2: I'm going to care. You
0: know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, can you just speak a bit about, you talked about, you know, meeting the fear with honesty, meeting the fear with awareness, turning towards it. Um, if someone listens to that and maybe they're feeling it could be fear. It could be self-judgment, self-hatred. That 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 energy. If if someone is in a place where they feel as though shit, Richard, when when I turn towards it, it 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 gets worse. When I turn to and and so I I don't feel like I I turn towards it. I get more freaked out. I turn towards it and meet it. You know, I've lived my whole life just not dealing with it, and I function. But but turn. Like, how do I turn towards something that I hate? How do I turn towards something that makes me feel seemingly worse?
1: Your questions are so, so good. This is my whole life work, it's, but it's my whole life path. Right. Fear is the first teacher of survival. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, now, fear is the ally of love. So how do you turn toward it? Would well, you need certain helpers? Okay, Mm -hmm. so, you know, in your meditation, in your spiritual practice, make sure you've put into your heart a group of allies that you believe have an extraordinary capacity to have faced fear. Maybe it's, you know, Mandela. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's Gandhi. Maybe it's Jesus. I can't imagine Buddha had his 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 revelations and realizations without sitting and facing fear. I have journeyed with fear so profoundly in my life. That's why when people are around me, they stop having fear, or they have the ability to turn toward fear. That's the transmission, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That fear has a context in which you can begin to love it. But what are the allies you need? So put some of those allies in your heart. Think of your heart as a form of intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. People don't jump off the Golden Gate Bridge or when they could before the net was put there. You know, because they're happy. They're overwhelmed. They may have only been overwhelmed for a few days. Maybe the cumulative effect of they've been overwhelmed for years, but it's it comes and yet two out of every hundred has lived, and every one of those has been transformed. You know, it doesn't take long to change. So if you turned toward the fear and you refuse to let it make your breathing get faster, you just you looked internally toward this absolute sensation. The sensation is getting worse and worse, but you have the ally of your breathing. Mm. And you keep your breathing steady. You don't go, <laughs> no, no, no. You go, breathe steady. That's one ally. Now you look at fear and you say, is this fear created by my thinking? So another ally is clarity. Clarity. You bring clarity. You know, sometimes it's my thinking. It's, I'm putting my mind in the future based upon the past. And that's what's creating my anxiety now. That's what so I'm going to come back to the present moment. I'm going to see that the fear I'm creating is going to, it's going to get quiet if my mind stops. How do I stop my mind? Mm-hmm. That's what meditation practices, mm-hmm. or at least the introductory process processes are for. But you could dance until your mind is clear. You could sing until you stop your mind. You could walk in the woods. You could go for a run, right? But once you get your mind quiet, don't think your work is done. Now you have to turn and you have to say, okay, I believed something that started me down that road of panic. I don't want to use exercise just to to modulate my, my emotions. I just Mm. want to use a little bit of exercise for health. But this addiction to exercise we have now, this is people trying to control emotion. They're trying to Mm. control feeling. Mm. And in a sense, they're admitting admitting defeat. Should you use a little of it? Yes. Now, do you want to use meditation to just always bypass fear? No. You want Mm. to get quiet enough that you can turn toward fear with the ally of clarity and say, this is due to my thinking. Now you want to finally say fear is a sensation. If it's left over from trauma from my childhood, it's not going to go away when my mind gets quiet. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hiding there, ready to be triggered by some situation in life. Now I'm going to go right into that feeling. How do you go into a feeling? How do you touch a feeling? Well, if you touch fear and it gets worse, that was the wrong touch. Mm -hmm. If you touch fear and it starts to give you associations and then you start thinking about it and go off
2: in it, right? Mm. That was the wrong touch. You know, fear is the teacher, you're the student. So
1: you're asking how? It doesn't happen in one time. It happens in a hundred times or 500 times or a thousand times. How fast you turn toward fear. How fast you turn to, and, and then in clarity, you say, wait a minute, fear of heights, fear of loss, Fear of fire, fear of death, fear of crowds. Okay, a thousand faces for fear. But the sensation is one sensation. It can be more intense or less intense. What's the difference between a sensation and this glass of water? Mm. The sensation is an object, and your awareness is bigger than any object. Your consciousness is bigger than any form of fear you can imagine but you have to use your consciousness as an instrument now where does love come in mm-hmm. well you said you hate it you said what if it's a feeling you hate yes well if it's a feeling you hate it's going to continue to attack you right what if you said what if you said oh my god mm-hmm. every human being on the planet you know not everybody's a racist lots of people don't want to be But how many people hate fear? Despise fear, don't want fear, deny fear, Mm. right? Isn't fear the 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 biggest bad guy in the world? (laughs) But fear is just a sensation.
2: Right? It's just a sensation. Mm. And if you learn to touch that sensation with what?
1: With compassion. Yes. With gentleness. A thousand times you'll, and you, you you, touched it and it went away. Well, the next time you try to touch it the same way, it'll go go, go away. It's going to say, "No, I'm here to transform you, right? I'm not here for for you to think that you can control fear with some mental game, or with exercise, or with meditation, or with drugs, or with alcohol, or just watch TV all the time, or just work too much, or 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 or." Fear says. No, you have to have an original relationship with me every single time, mm. which means you're going to have to get to
2: know yourself profoundly. Mm. You see? Where do you have the time to do that?
1: Mm-hmm. If you have children and you're raising them and you have two jobs and your spouse has another job and you can barely find the money to take them, you know, have your kids in a daycare where the people aren't trained in the first place you know look at what goes on in our world it's scary it's sad it's tragic Mm
2: -hmm. but it starts with an an, an, our inability to have a relationship with fear you know Mm -hmm. and 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 we need love
1: if we're going to have a relationship with fear Love is a greater God than fear. That I know. Love is a greater God than fear. So, love will say, you have to make your peace with fear. You have to go from hate gradually, gradually, gradually to acceptance. You have to be able to walk with fear side by side with you and do the right thing, do the kind thing. Turn the other cheek you you have to be able to go right toward your death with fear but don't let fear control how you breathe mm. what how you look with your eyes
2: what comes out of your mouth how you touch how you let somebody stroke you you know or caress you are you going to keep
1: staying in some mentally generated pride some mentally generated identity? You're going to hate your own kids till you die? You know, are you going to be afraid of your father for the whole of your life? You know, are you going to blame your mother all your life?
2: I mean, whoa. Love's going to say, you got work to do. Yeah.
0: Wow. Or should I feel like... uh Feel like we could speak for a while and uh, lots to think about, lots to feel about, lots to marinate on. From what you,
2: yeah, another seen. ally
1: is humility, another ally is humor, humor, and humility, mm. yes, conscious breathing, humor, humility, clarity, and like the Snoopy cartoon, I've met the enemy, and he is, and, and it is me, mm-hmm. you know. The only thing you have to be afraid of, ultimately, is that you won't keep facing fear until fear has changed, transmuted you into a spacious,
2: humble, heartful human being. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, yes, I know we could keep talking.
0: I yeah. um, love it. I love it. Um, One one question, because you talked about that you are in the process of of, of consciously dying.
2: And I'd love to hear your thought,
0: maybe as a kind of final question, Um, to share a bit about that process, but also...
2: If someone has this, this question of, but Richard, how will, I,
0: how will I function in the world? You know, how will I I have dreams, I have goals, I have intentions, desires, a purpose. How will I how will I get shit done? How will I function? How will I be productive? How will I, if I'm consciously dying, uh, well,
1: but, but let's understand what this means. Yes. Suppose you realize that you don't trust people, that you mm-hmm. think they're going to manipulate you all the time, and you're going to, so you want to manipulate them first. Yes. Is that? Are you going to live inside of that? Mm-hmm. Is that going to be who your life, what your life is about? Or are you going to say one day, you know what? I bet I can, I bet I could have more trust in my life. Mm-hmm. I bet I could find a different way to engage people. So that's conscious dying, you know. Don't do what you wouldn't, you know. The, 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 don't do what you wouldn't want done to you. People are are caught in layers of layers of limited consciousness. Okay, for me, conscious dying was realizing one day, oh, now it's time to stop traveling overseas. For me, conscious dying was realizing, oh, and and the immediate decision to not to to not do that, was a soft peace and joy, you know, the rightness of that. For me, conscious dying is I don't have any, I'll, I'll never have a back door out of this relationship, nor will I ever let my mind disbelieve in the power of another human being's soul to lift them as far as I've been lifted or further. You know, So I'm going to die to th- the, the judgments that divide me. So I get a shit ton done in a way, mm. right? Um, but I, I at this stage of my life, what I want to do is be with people like you, Coot, because I know that I transmit something that will take them deeper and they'll do what they do deeper. Mm. Uh, and that's what I can do now. That's what I want to do now. And mm. writing is very difficult for me because... Mm, I've written seven books, but my mind doesn't want to put things together in words like that. I live Mm. in my heart so much that in a context of conversation, something emerges. Mm. So I I offer myself as a mentor, guide, a teacher. Mm. Um, I don't think there's a thoughtful, high-functioning, competent human being on the planet that wouldn't like hanging out with me. I can't think of one you know, and and I would like to hang out with them as well. Mm. Now, the tendency is, you know, you ret- we're attracted to people that can give us that transmission that is necessary for our soul's next movement. Mm. And And then transmission is one piece of it. The, the next piece of it is the consistency of helping someone find the ground in themselves until they are launched. Mm. And then when they're launched, We've taken to such an intimate journey. Now there's timeless love between us. So I know people for 30 years and more, 35 years. And they still check in with me, you know, just because there's such a ground of love. You know, I mean, I appreciated you remember you were reminding me. I can I, I can't imagine you 20 years younger. I can imagine me 20 years younger. But but um just think about that, 20 years ago you were interested in things. You know, you were being called, you were journeying, you were seeking, and now you're teaching.
2: You know, and you want to teach people that want to learn. Right? And a
1: teacher is a person who can learn. Mm. And if I learned to face fear, then I can teach others how to face fear. If I learned how to, you know, to, to understand that love has been choosing me all this time, and I just didn't pay attention until I paid attention... You know. And and when people ask that question, but how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? Do you think that if you are grace happens so much more frequently when you have a ground in yourself? And if you want to do art, if you want to do business, whoever said you couldn't do that with a good heart? Whoever said you couldn't do that in a way that uplifted every person you touched? Whoever said you couldn't go into a business meeting, even when you're negotiating for what is better for, let's say, your group, your team, right? And not make sure that every person in that room feels a little bit better about themselves when they leave. And they may not even know why, but that's your transmission, Mm -hmm. right? Whoever said you couldn't do politics that way, or science that way, or math that way, or engineering them, why would anyone imagine your life would be less functional? I I work with extremely functional people who just got bored more functional, because the the debris of, of, of unnecessary stuff burned away. And they got more authentic, and their mm-hmm. lives become more com- compelling. And they look back and they think, how did I ever live the way I lived for so long? I don't even... It, it's almost as if it was unreal. And they're not less successful, not less effective. They're more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can language like a business person up to a certain point, but I'm not an economist. I can't language that. I can language in science up to a certain point, but there are people way beyond me and always will be. The, the point is that if you're going to really be a teacher, you have to be curious about everything. If you're really going to be a guide, you know, we didn't talk about dreams. We didn't talk about all kind. You, you talked about the dreams people have for their, for their yes. success, right? Yeah. But if they don't understand the dreams that happen at night for them, mm. you know, they're, they're, they may not be as successful as they want to be. You
0: know? I've loved this conversation. And uh, I feel you. Thank mm, you. I, I feel you a, as well. It's been a real I don't know blessing uh, similar to the first time. And so hopefully not the last time, Richard.
1: Um, Please, let's not be like let's not it be the last time.
0: For sure. What's the best way people can uh, find out about you and your work and your best website? How can people get in touch with you?
1: I'm building a new website now. My website is awful. And that's just for reasons that the person who was doing it for many years actually became mentally ill. And, mm. and sadly... Um, well, I will not say mentally ill, let's just say he succumbed to certain things. Mm-hmm. So now I'm rebuilding it. So I'm in the pr- wonderful process of simplifying it. But if people go to my name, www.richardmoss.com, that website will be, the new website will be there in a couple of months at the most, maybe sooner, In, in but not with everything populated. Um, I have a YouTube channel, or you can find me on YouTube. And I record a lot of, little videos and um, there's my books, but, but I really want to sit down with people like this because I know at the end of every, so I offer 90 minutes with people. Uh, um, I do that Tuesdays through Thursdays, so the other days can be about the outside, the house and my writing. Um, I get up every morning very early and I have a practice for several hours, which is my joy. You know, and short of the love that I share with my wife and making love with my wife, my practice is my other joy, mm-hmm. you know. And then the sharing with people is like the next level of joy. Mm-hmm. So um and dying is is a wonderful thing because what you're just giving up is is what you no longer need. Mm-hmm. And where you land is in in deeper into the body of love and, and joy. And it doesn't have to wait till you're 75. I've been on this path a long time. It, it's, it, it started with you long ago. Yes. Yeah. You know? Beautiful. And, and there's no end to it. You don't arrive. Uh-huh. There's, there's no final enlightenment. When you know that love choos- has chosen you and you now have chosen love, that to me is enlightened. When, when you know the only free will you'll ever have is to love, love, Mm. is to submit your self-involvement to love mm. and your self-interest to love, then all of your true interests
0: will be furthered. Mm. Beautiful. Richard, thank you. Thank yeah, you for uh, just being you, showing up and uh, just transmitting your heart, your spirit, your soul. Uh, folks, www.richardmos.com. will put all of the links in the show notes. Uh, I highly encourage you all to check out richard's work as you can tell yeah all of my books are available through amazon the books yeah through amazon uh he's an amazing being so check out his work send me an email coot at cootblackson.com everybody would love to hear your key takeaways from today's episode uh if you're inspired share today's episode with everyone in your life until next week love now